Hi and welcome. This is Nibbles in Space with me, Malcolm MacDonald. Humanity has dreamt of travelling into space for at least 2,000 years. In what's considered the earliest known fiction about travel to outer space, alien life forms and interplanetary warfare, in the year 150, Ocean of Samosata wrote True History. In part of this, the heroes are swept upwards in a giant water spout. After seven days and seven nights, they arrive on the moon to find themselves embroiled in a war between the king of the moon and the king of the sun over the morning star, as Venus. The sun wins. From then until Jules Verne's novel From Earth to the Moon in the 1860s, many fanciful tales were told of humanity's travels beyond Earth. One of the more curious of these is by Cyrano de Bergerac from 1657. In this, he reasoned that the dew on the morning grass disappearing in the daytime meant the sun must suck up the dew. So, if enough dew was collected and stored in bottles, he need only stand on his lawn on a fine morning and the sun will suck him up along with the morning dew. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, it's somewhat more difficult than this. It wasn't until shortly after From Earth to the Moon that space travel became a seriously considered engineering endeavour through the works of Konstantin Tsiolkovsky, a schoolteacher who had become the father of cosmonautics. To access space, a dedicated vehicle is required, a launch vehicle, often simply called a launcher or a rocket, after its propulsion method. The launcher's function is to deliver the spacecraft to space, and this is done inside a payload fairing located in the rocket's nose cone. As well as placing the spacecraft into orbit, the launcher must also protect it. Yet, the launcher itself will place challenging vibration and acoustic demands onto the spacecraft's design. The allowable level of these and launcher design features, such as expected mean time between failure, safety requirements and level of protection offered are driven by the purpose of the spacecraft being transported. A system is termed safety critical if a failure risks human life. If the spacecraft has people on board, then the launcher will likely have an escape or launch abort system to quickly separate the spacecraft and its crew from the launcher in an emergency. A system is mission critical if a failure does not risk human life, but merely the function of the system. It'd be unusual to implement a launch abort system for a robotic spacecraft due to the added complexity and cost. To access space requires a lot of energy, upwards of 34 megajoules per kilogram, and increasing as altitude increases. So by comparison, a car driving at 180 kilometers per hour has the equivalent energy of only 0.004% of that. To deliver the required amount of energy from a single rocket is immensely challenging. Several concepts for so-called single-stage-to-orbit vehicles have been proposed, in theory enabling a fully reusable launcher. However, no such launcher has ever been developed for use from Earth. Instead, we use multi-stage rockets. These are two or more rockets, or stages, working in sequence. The simplest is two rockets stacked on top of each other. The first stage is the bottom, which fires first and is usually the largest, with each subsequent stage tending to be smaller than its predecessor. 
Each stage can actually have one or more rockets working together, and some multi-stage rockets have as many as five stages. Once a stage has completed its burn, it is jettisoned. This is termed stage separation, and means the remaining stages have less to lift. It also means that each stage can be designed for its specific operating conditions as the launcher progresses through the atmosphere. Some launchers will replace the first stage, or part of its function, with an aircraft, creating an air launch system where the launcher is carried to a target altitude before being detached and then igniting. When launching towards equatorial orbit, using launch pads with low latitudes, so close to the equator, provides a benefit from the Earth's rotation. However, aiming at a polar orbit, this rotation is of no value and so high latitude launch sites can be used. In theory, rockets are not the only way to get a spacecraft into space, although they're the only way we've managed so far. And so, while some people are trying to make space more accessible by developing a range of non-rocket concepts, ranging from catapults to elevators, much of the current innovation is focused on manufacturing techniques and increased reusability of rockets. This work ranges from 3D printing to novel rocket engines targeting single-stage-to-orbit vehicles through to reusing the stages of a multi-stage rocket. This was a Nibble in Space with me, Malcolm McDonald. For a little more of a nibble on this with some visuals, why not visit spaceprof.xyz or subscribe to the podcast for future nibbles. In the next nibble, we'll munch and muse what is an orbit?